versus like now where it's like this is my outlet this is like me this is where I find myself decompressing and just letting everything go Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here at the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Greg, and as always on this podcast, we are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people moving through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I am grateful you have chosen to spend part of your time today with me, listening to cool things and cool people. And uh, without any further ado, let's get to this week's episode. Hey, hey, hey. all right, friends, we are back for another episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness, and it has been a hot minute or four since the last one i kind of got out of a rhythm and sync of things being on the road dry camping for five months imagine that but uh we are back here and should start getting a regular schedule as well as some more guests pretty soon pretty soon so happy march to all y'all out there it is spring spring is coming i'm excited going to be warm, going to be summertime soon at the lake. Exciting times, exciting times. It's even a sunny day here, which is great. So I hope y'all are doing something outside. Maybe you're doing something outside as you listen. And uh, if not, you've done it or you're going to do it later. Quick thing I have been forgetting about for quite a while. If you've been listening for a while, I loved having the cow as a transition between intros or things that messed up and I edited wrong or whatnot. Um, the cow's gone. I'm kind of sad because that's what I really enjoyed was having a cow moo in the middle of the episode. So if anyone out there at Anchor's listening, please, 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 please bring back the cow. The cow is totally worth it. But anyway, so today, what are we going to talk about? Black Canyon. Black Canyon 100K. There's even a story about a cow, a couple of cows. But Black Canyon 100K, I uh, went out and did a thing. I uh, ran a 100K race, 61-something-something miles, February the 18th in Black Canyon City. In started in Mayer, Arizona, through Black Canyon City, and finished off in New River at the Emory Henderson Trailhead. And that was an adventure, friends. That was a ton of fun. I had a great time. I have chunks of the race of which I have no recollection. And I figured I'd just share a bit of my experience for it because number of people that I'm, if you're an ultra runner and you're listening or you're a trail runner, um, you kind of get it. Um, I hope you do. Ultra runners for sure. Trail runners, maybe. But um, if not, uh, <laughs> I get a lot of weird looks and was actually out having coffee with a friend yesterday and uh, definitely was aware that I was getting stared at by a couple of people as I was sharing stories of <laughs> what happened. But anyway, you're listening for a while and y'all know how much being outside means to me and how much sweating and being active outside helps me, uh, helps with processing things, figuring life out and uh, working on my tan, getting my vitamin D, appreciating the sunshine, which is absolutely essential to life. I am solar powered. Plants are solar powered. We need the sun. You may hear some other things uh, making their way in the news. We need the sun. The sun is critically important. The universe agrees. My phone just dinged. But all right, Black Canyon. I've been rambling for a while. It was fun. Here's how it went. I showed up early. 
to help with setup. So uh, Thursday and Friday, I did set up. It was a lovely, gorgeous, sunny day. And uh, keep in mind, I'd spent most of January in Wyoming, and it did get down to minus 45. And at that uh, minus 40 Celsius and Fahrenheit are the same. If you all know, I'm not fluent in the metric system. I think it's dumb. Um, this is minus 45. So imagine that cold. So pretty much anything as I got down into... Uh, Arizona was warmer. So I thought it was a gorgeous sunny day. We'll say arbitrarily it was somewhere around. I think it got up to the 50s. It was gorgeous in the sun. It was windy as all flying hallelujah. To the point that there were flying hallelujahs blowing by. We did set up. We set up a lot of the tents. Uh, got some aid station stuff organized. Uh, put up these big, big 20 by 30 kind of circusy style tents for what is the 60K finish line. Was also the uh, 60K or 37.4 mile aid station at black canyon city uh but that was crazy we had uh had to have two people holding stuff so it didn't go flying away um, we're handing t-posts into the um in the gravel parking lot out there to hold things down tying it down uh it was a fun day i met a lot of cool people including my new buddy jeremy uh, arm solo underscore is his name on instagram you should totally check out all the incredible stuff he is doing um but yeah, had a had a great time. Camped nearby the area, or no, actually, I went up camping. Uh, ended up camping in a beautiful, new to me area in Arizona. I hadn't found, which was way nicer than the spot I used to use, not too far off the I seventeen. So <clears throat> that is definitely a brand new spot for me. And originally, I'd signed up to do setup on Friday, and it was pointed out to me, and I started pondering it. That was kind of a bad idea. I was going to be running 100K, attempting to run 100 kilometers, 60 miles on Saturday. Probably not the best idea to be on my feet, physically exerting myself for the entirety of the two days beforehand. So uh, I switched up and I got to be at the race registration, the expo on Friday, which ended up being a ton of fun. I made, well, we were in the shade and it was also windy as all hallelujah that night to the point that it broke some of the uh, big tents. But, uh, that's story for another time. Maybe it can get confidential. You never heard that. You never heard that. So, uh, packs off. We we're filling goodie bags. So everybody who was doing the 100K got a very beautiful dry bag, uh, screen printed with the race logo and things on it, Black Canyon Ultras. Um, what did we get? We got uh, our bib was given to us. Uh, there's a pin by one of the main sponsors, Hoka, Black Canyon pin. Uh, there's a lovely buff from heidi garner studios a beautiful print of the desert that she drew you also check it out i should make a note to myself to make a link um to her on the website link to heidi um that was really cool plus there was a well there was a coffee cooler anyways point being we made a little uh henry ford style assembly line and filled Filled bags for a while, and then all of a sudden it was time for the race expo to open. And uh, there was a Hoka tent to try stuff on. There was group run went out. Uh, I didn't see any food, but the, we were at a little restaurant, the Pie Shop, the world-famous pies in Rock Springs, the Rock Springs Cafe in Black Canyon City. Y'all should go check it out. There's also a really cool crystal shop and a really cool dude that works there. Definitely supported the local economy. And uh, so, yeah, I ended up handing out bibs so runners would... Uh, check in and then come up and see me get a bit but give them some info you get your race photo taken by one of the photographers <clears throat> take your own photos by the black canyon sign 
uh, make sure you had your shuttle ticket, make sure you had all the stuff you needed. You could buy a reusable cup because uh, it's a cupless event. So, you know, uh, now funny story. I don't actually use a cup when I race. I just empty out one of the bottle. I have a 500 mil or 20 ounce ish bottle that I have that rides in the front of my vest and I keep that filled of electrolyte beverage. Um, and then when I get to an aid station, I just drink that up, have what I'm going to have to drink at the aid station there and then get it filled up with electrolyte again. Anyway, random tangent. Uh, definitely met a ton of cool people. It was giving out lots of information. It was great because I knew all the stuff that was happening and had figured out, you know, what was going on. So people are always asking questions. I was good. Met some cool people. Uh, met random people from random places, but someone knows someone. And I actually ended up meeting a few people that I had met at Javelina, um, who were running Javelina 100 or pacing Javelina back in October. Uh, so Lizzie Shell came by, saw her. Um, couple of guy I recognized from a parking lot in Flag, who has a, a medium-sized business in BC for running Trans Selkirk's run or Trans Selkirk run, something like that. Anyway, saw him, chatted with him for a bit. Uh, saw a lot of runners I'd seen at other events, a lot of staff I'd seen at other events. It's really cool to hang out. And then I actually saw Rico from Chico showed up, and that is who uh, I had paced at Javelina to um, supported him for his 100-mile buckle. So that was super cool. He was around doing photos, and then he actually decided to spontaneously sign up for the 60K. So we got some great photos with another mutual friend or two um, of us at the uh, start line looking kind of confused because I did 100K on Saturday, and he did a 60 on Sunday. Uh, it was really... Really uh, curious experience because you know, it's a day before a race and there's a lot of stuff. And if anyone's done athletics or had competitions or things like that in the past, the day before the event can be you know, a big deal. The week before the event, you're, you're maintaining your hydration, you're wanting to stock up on calories, make sure your glycogen stores are full, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I've been doing my best to do that. I wasn't super hungry. And that's been something pretty much since almost since the summer of the i feel the amount of exertion that i do the exercise i do i do not have the appetite to support that and uh this was another time so you know we were there we had uh lunch was provided for helping out and um i was hanging out with jeremy again he was at the the table beside me so we were having a blast and um between us we we ate a large pizza so that was just the two of us. Uh, now, neither one of us is particularly large. I would say it's her combined weight is somewhere around what Stone Cold Steve Austin weighed when he was wrestling. You can check that out. Um, but put down that. And that was pretty good because I was actually, my appetite was for salty and filling foods. I didn't have any appetite for candy, anything else, just wanted real food. So that that was pretty good for me. Uh, finished that, uh, sometime around 4.30, I think it was. And then I started getting my stuff organized. I had to repair the drop bags, um, which eventually just became a drop bag at Black Canyon City. That was what I strategied into doing that. And I actually got myself to bed early once. I camped right there. I'd paid for the camping permit for that night. So I camped right where we had done all the setup, right at the Black Canyon City aid station, because I knew I'd be waking up well, I set my alarm for 5. I ended up getting up at 4.30 because I was awake, and I kind of thought, well, why am I just going to lie here? It, it prop For me, I'll just lie there. Um, so I got up, used the outhouse, and then just sat in my truck for a while, getting warm, got dressed, and then I had to drive oh, about 15, 20 minutes down to the outlet malls 
to get on our shuttle. So uh, yeah, we were camped right beside I-17 and wow, did that get noisy overnight. I don't think I got a heck of a lot of sleep. I dozed off and on here and there. So that was a lesson learned. I would not do that again. Um, there are some awesome other options that I learned about after I had committed to this. Um, so I'll definitely be doing that for next year. Uh, it's still debating if I'm going to run run it or not. There's a long time. You can't even sign up for it yet. So long time to ponder, but it, it was a great experience. Uh, but yeah, so I got up, made myself eat again. I was not very hungry. <clears throat> but that was all right. And decided not to get up and make coffee in the morning, which is fine because I've been on coffee off, coffee on, coffee off, coffee. If it's around, I'll have it, but haven't made it myself but once. Um, so there you have it. But anyways, I uh, got up, drove in, and I you know, was driving in to get my parking. And I'd been around uh, these events for so long that uh, my good buddy was there doing the parking. So I got to high-five him, and then he turned left. And lo and behold, I... Uh, <clears throat> Ran into another, or drove by another guy I knew who's doing the parking. So I got to chat a little bit and high five people and share some uh, Canadian candy that I had with me. Canadian, my apology, truck to Yaktakian would be a better way because of uh, the way I'm changing my language. And uh, the bathroom turns out was right beside the Croc store. So I made a mental, the bathroom we could use, which I later found out because I went back to the outlet malls to look at the Crocs. Uh, that's not an actual bathroom available for customers when the outlets are open, but we had it open for us because we're awesome. Um, I'd been texting my friend, Lindsay, and she drove in. So we were, we had the same race time. We said we were going to ride the bus together. Um, so we did that and we got onto our bus and then, uh, we sat there and that was kind of strange. And there was some differing opinions of what was going on, but, uh, we were fully loaded, ready to go on a bus and didn't move for 10 minutes. And then we, uh, got on the bus, started driving and, you know, we're chatting and talking to some of the runners around us and it's starting to get light. So that was kind of nice. Didn't need headlamps. And um, eventually we realized, like, we're not going to get to the start line before the race starts. So that's what happened is uh, our buses parked as we were hearing the countdown for the race to start. So how this worked was, back up a little bit, uh, we're parked at about 10-minute shuttle drive from the finish line. And we got shuttled almost 60 miles north. It was a 40-minute bus ride to Mare for the start line. Um, something happened there. Don't, don't know what. And so we got off as our 7.30 wave was about to start. And we'd ridden the bus. So, you know, everyone had, some people had brought their drop bags early. Others, you know, my plan was I've got my drop bag. I'm going to drop off my drop bag in the morning. I'll use the bathroom. I'll, you know, go and say hi to a couple of people I know are working, see who I know is in the, in our corral of 250. And then we'll be ready to go and it'll be kind of fun. And, you know, maybe we'll sing and dance and do whatever. Uh, that never happened because we got off the bus and was like, oh God, we got to go grab a bag to put the clothes we were wearing in. So we had, so then they were going to shuttle our stuff we were wearing to the finish line. So I had my puffy on, I had some, a couple snacks for the, I had a finish line bag and I had my drop bag for Black Canyon City. So I went and got bags. Lindsay ran to use the bathroom. Uh, I got us our bags, wrote our name, wrote two, one bag for me, one for her, drove got those organized. I put my stuff in it and then I ran off and then we were getting up and the race started. So we're trying to get to the start line and people are already running down the course. Um, so that was, that was an experience. Actually, 
that was one of the most challenging parts was actually getting to the start line because a mass of people came out the gates of the track and then all their friends, family, supporter, supporters, girlfriends, boyfriends, media, et cetera, were on the side of the course. So we had, we were crawling, we were climbing up rocks around the side to get to the start line to cross the timing chip to then do our lap and get on the course. So that was a little chaotic, uh, but it worked. Got to say hello to the race director as we started off. We're only a few minutes late and it doesn't really matter. You're, what's nice is the wave had started officially, but your official time is based off your chip. So, you know, didn't make a huge difference that we were a few minutes behind the main mass of people. And it's postulated that may have had some impact on some people's race of feeling like they were behind. Um, I'd have to look and see. I think what I when I glance at, that's the only time I look at my phone. I hit the start button on Strava. When, which is a race or a activity tracker and uh, didn't look at my phone again until way later. And we'll get to that in a while. So uh, there we go. Dodge and spectators uh, got the start line. And then as we went by, I got a high five to high five Jubilee. And then as we came around, we did a lap on the track and then came down. And then I saw some local people that I'd, I'd met or I'd, you know, worked together with or seen, um, so a couple of people, Run Fasta was out there, uh, R-U-N-F-A-S-T-A-H on the Instagram. A bunch of Airbyte staff were out there, uh, saw people that I'd spent a lot of time time with at Havelina and at various other things. So got to give some high fives, got to do some dancing. And um, then it was uh, me and Lindsay um, actually getting a chance to catch up that wasn't, hey, we've got an hour for you know dinner or a quick drink or something, but got to chat and that went on for somewhere around 15 miles, which was awesome. Um, you know, and I was, my goal, I should have backtracked, well, whatever, who cares, we're recording live and I don't edit and grow back if it's me. Um, my goal was, I had a couple goals, to finish, to finish and get a 100K buckle. You had 20 hours to finish 100K. Uh, second goal was to finish injury-free, so no injuries. And that was good. Uh, my third goal, it was kind of a joke, but kind of also not a joke, was to not catch anything else on fire. Because when I attempted Dead Man Peaks 100 and DNF'd back in November, I also cut my jacket on fire. And it's pretty much destroyed. Uh, I will, it can't be repaired. I will use it until it's falling apart. But um, yeah, so that was my three goals. And then if you finished the 100K race in less than 17 hours, you qualified to the lottery at Western States, which is a big ultra marathon in California. You can check that out if you're so inspired. Uh, anyway, so my goal was just to finish and I knew it was possible and I felt really good about it. Um, so yeah, started off with Lindsay and it was great. We were catching up, hanging out. It was nice to be running with a friend, especially a good friend, um, just to run with somebody. Uh, and then it was, we got some photos. So that was fantastic of, you know, she got some photos of me. I got some photos of her. We had some people take photos together. There were some great, great viewpoints. We passed the Black Canyon National Scenic Trail is gorgeous. Highly recommend you go check it out. Just don't go on the day of the Arab Viper race. Please don't do that. There were people voluntarily biking with a thousand runners on the course. I don't know why you would juice that. And it's not like there weren't indications everywhere that it was happening that day. Uh, so that was good. And then uh, the cows. Remember how I said we need the moo? Well, we came across some cows in the wild. And it was one of the sections, of course, that I'd seen before because I'd run a couple times on it. So that was pretty cool. And then we were out and uh, Lindsay was having her cow encounter and I was 
taking photos of it. I, there was another guy that we talked to, Keith, I think his name was. I sent him some photos. We traded numbers. Um, he was there. Um, so yeah, and then it was really cool because I have the photos I took of Lindsay approaching the cow, and Lindsay's got a close-up of the cow. So I've got Lindsay's got the photo of the cow, and then I've got the photo of Lindsay taking the photo of the cow. So that was pretty cool. And I think that that's one of the ones I think that's been reshared a couple times from the race. Um, that was cool. Yeah, some giant saguaros are out there. I mean, there's like 30, 40, maybe even 50, 50 feet. Who knows? I'm not the most reputable source of uh, estimating distances or times. And um, I was up there. So tons of saguaros. It was really cool for me to be in the high desert. And uh, it was uh, February 18th is kind of a special day. So that was fantastic to spend that out there uh, on the course. Um or run along and then, you know, decided, hey, you know, it's been great. Uh, we're just going to run our own race, hike your own hike as it were. So um, that worked out well. So I ended up uh, coming in solo to bump. Oh, wait, I missed an aid station. Look at this. I made a whole pile of notes here and I'm already forgetting things. And I'm going to misremember. So, yeah, the first two aid stations, they came up way faster than I thought. But I was engaged in conversation, watching the trail and watching the scenery. So I was like, oh, holy cow, we're at an aid station already. This feels great. Um, got to see um, the woman I was seeing for dry needling and physiotherapy. Uh, ultra underscore performance underscore PT uh, is on Instagram. Megan is fantastic. She is a, a very formidable uh, Arizona runner, uh, has some great results. She actually won a recent race when I was down there and came second in the other one that I was at. So very good. And then that's why I chose to see her as, as uh, she's a great PT, gave me great exercises, uh, did the dry needling, gave me stuff I can do in my truck with limited equipment. Like all the stuff I do is with bands and with uh, two by fours <laughs> and a backpack. Um, so she was, um, she was in charge of the hidden treasure aid station. So I got an awesome photo of her and they were all dressed as pirates. So I got an awesome photo of her. And, uh, it was funny cause she was checking on me and I was more concerned with like, I've got an appointment to see you on Monday at noon. Like I'm so excited. Um, but it, it was great. I really appreciate it. So thank you, Megan. She was checking in on how my body was feeling. Was I eating? Was I drinking? What color was my urine? Uh, all that good stuff. Um, I don't remember getting food there. I think I, I got a bag of chips. I know she gave me a couple of Gatorades or filled up my bottle with Gatorade a couple of times. Took, it was great. I was like, holy cow, I feel like I'm at a pit stop. She like, helped, took off my vest and then filled it up with water. So I'd, I'd only been on the other side of that experience as the volunteer opening up the, the waters and filling the bladders and you know reaching in here for cups or finding sunscreen or jamming stuff in. So appreciated that. Thank you, Megan. Uh, anyways, finished that one. So then I came in solo to Bumblebee Ranch. Uh, Bumblebee is an amazing place. It is a gorgeous setting out there in Arizona in the desert. Um, it's also one of the bigger aid stations. They had this big Western, Western barbecue outdoor setup. They got a chuck wagon out there. It's a great place to stay. I should link the, uh, oh, let's make a note to their, uh, BBR website, BBR website. Um, place you can stay you can camp really really good prices for camping they have showers and you're right on the trail definitely be doing that next year instead of sleeping right beside uh, the freeway <clears throat> universe agrees but uh, that was it i knew my friend was going to be there so um that was great because i had a, a friend there i didn't have a drop bag or anything so i rolled in got my water filled up chugged some gatorade real fast um Normally, I would. They used to have gnarly, which I really like, and I was not a fan of the other flavor of electrolyte. So I ended up drinking blue Gatorade for the entirety of the day. Um, so I had a blue Gatorade 
got that filled up, filled up my water, uh, was walking along. And then, um, this is, this is where a lot of crew were. So people were just, you know, putting on a brand new, their crew was there. They had their own personal stuff, put on a new vest, put on new shoes and keep going. I met Jen. We talked for a little bit. Um, she gave me beer. <laughs> we filmed a hilarious video of me having a beer. Uh, I actually tried to talk some other guy into keep going. <laughs> and he was like, I don't feel good. And he's like, well, you need a drink. And this girl, her girlfriend, wife, not sure which, was like, oh, you'd have a margarita. And I was like, wait, I have these margarita flavored electrolytes that are in her. I got them at the aid station. Um, but could, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. I was just there. And then, then I was gone. Uh, I don't have a heck of a lot of recollection between there and Black Canyon City Aid Station. Uh, looking at the course prof profile, I did make it uh, a significant climb, it looks like, and then into Gloriana Mine Aid, and that was pretty fun. Um, I definitely know I remember getting water and stuff there. And then it looks like it's almost 10 miles to Soap Creek, so not a heck of a lot of recollection. I remember the big downhill uh it was sunny i was talking to people kind of here and there whoever was around you know some people wanted to chat some didn't you'd kind of leapfrog folks for a while everything everyone's doing it at their own pace so that was pretty fun uh, i never looked at my phone i didn't know what time it was if i had a chance i took a couple photos or videos but i don't remember a lot uh and then all of a sudden i was um wondering what's been after Gloriana or just before Gloriana I met a guy and we were just talking away and uh turns out he lives in Lander Wyoming and he knew a whole bunch of people I worked with up in the Yukon that summer I worked for Knowles so that was kind of cool to talk with him and trade stories of places and I'd been in Wyoming in January so that was kind of nice and that just helped the miles pass by um remember I got stuck in between a or it's not stuck. I was just going along and there was, you know, a couple military guys. I leap, leapfrogged a while. So I got to hear all about people's perspectives of uh, certain bases and certain certain issues that have been cropping up. Um, just neat, neat conversation for me. And then they found out I was from Canada or uh, truck to yak tuck, as it were. So then they were making fun of me for that and all these things. Um, and then next thing I knew is we were dropping down the part of the course I knew into Black Canyon City. And I was like, oh my gosh. I am so excited. We're at Black Canyon City. I'm past the halfway point and I have a drop bag there. Now, why was I excited? I even had a volunteer film this and it's not, not the video is not as great as I intended. And I forgot that I was, I was wearing my tiny shorts and then I was like, I should work on my tan because it's getting warm. So I had rolled them up even more. So it was almost like bikini level, uh, standard bikini brief level and uh forgot about it so i got him to take the video blah 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 and then i'm watching the video later i was like oh wow you can see my butt because i was working on my tan so that's why the, the video looks weird as i was trying to work on my tan because i knew i'd eventually be headed back to winterfell and be uh, pondering the next time well that was actually what i was doing a good time i was just wondering when the next time i'd be running in a tank top and my tiny shorts is so we're going to manifest that way sooner than er than later and uh, being in Arizona full time. That is the manifestation. So if you're out there and you can assist with that, please send me a message. Find me on Instagram at Cactus Moose. Arizona full time is the goal. That is what we're working on. There will be an amazing lady by my side and or I'll be by her side. That's probably a better way of phrasing that. And um, yeah. Anyways, I'm rambling. Totally not distracted. So at Black Canyon City, had him film the video because I had stashed peanut butter cups there. My mom had brought some peanut butter cups for me. I had peanut butter cups, and that was 
super exciting because I guess it was, uh, let's just look and see here. What aid station? It must have been Soap Creek. I had had a little bit of Coke and just like a half sip and it didn't taste good. And then it didn't sit well in my stomach and I didn't want anything else. So I, I didn't, usually I was having Coke for, for other races or if I was out there for the whole day, that was a, the only bit I tried. So my stomach wasn't great. Nothing looked appetizing at the aid station. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have my peanut butter cups. And I had a couple quesadillas. I think Jen was working at that one. I knew the woman who was in the aid station. So I got to hang, say hi to her. Uh, actually, Lindsay's pacer was at Black Canyon City waiting for her. So I chatted with him briefly. Uh, I did take off my shoes and my socks. I just dusted the sand off my feet because I'd felt a couple things kind of getting becoming hot spots. And then I kept going. Um, still feeling okay. Body felt pretty good as having no, no issues with leg pain or anything like that, that had, uh, eventually taken me out of the hundred K and, uh, I got going out of black Canyon city. Well, it was still light up. The, uh, next parts are kind of a blur. They're kind of a blur. There's a whole bunch of things I, that apparently happened that I don't have a lot of recollection of. Uh, there was a climb. At a, I remember cross, there was a river crossing after Black Canyon City, and that was fine. It's actually one that I had done before, so I knew where we were going. It was definitely deeper than it had been a few days before, but it had snowed in Sedona, dumped in flag, rained really hard. I was down the white tanks. It hailed on my truck for an hour and a half. The white tanks are mountains east of Phoenix. Um that was a lot. And then a climb out of it. And I remember that climb because I had done part of that climb and it wasn't terrible. I actually, I enjoyed it. Um, the, the water, anytime we crossed the water, I found it quite refreshing. My, you know, you're, you're on your feet a lot. I had something like 150,000 steps or something. I'd have to look at the number. I guess I could do that now if I can do math in my head and multitask. And we all know how well this goes when you're talking to me. Um, but my my feet were feeling pretty good so that was that was nice and um yeah but i just found it refreshing because the water was cold it was cool it was i for me it wasn't cold cold it definitely was cold for a lot of people and uh, it just felt refreshing once i got out but also your shoes are soaked and your socks are soaked. So I did see people crossing, putting those big trash bags over, putting their leg into a trash bag, putting another leg in a trash bag and crossing. It did not work uh, or what I was told because I asked. Anyway, so uh, that happened. And then there was a descent into Cottonwood. I don't have a ton of recollection about Cottonwood other than it seems like that's about 10 miles. And that's probably the section where it got to be the point where I was like, where in the flying hallelujah is this next aid station? Because... I'd finished my Gatorade. That felt good. My stomach was feeling good and I was kind of hungry, kind of not, but nothing I had was appetizing. Um, and I should add, uh, just, I guess a little bit of background for people that maybe aren't uh, ultra runners or haven't been to an aid station. There's a whole variety of food that's there. There's sweet snacks, there's salty snacks. Uh, there's usually something savory. Uh, everybody was great. There's bean roll-ups, there's PBJs, uh, there's pickles, there's bags of uh, pretzels, there's sometimes M&Ms, um, trail mix bags, 
uh gosh what else are there bananas apples sometimes watermelon uh certain aid stations would have a hot station so quesadillas or vegan grilled cheese uh, these can also be done gluten-free and then the ones that would be open once it got dark or started getting cold had uh veggie broth or chicken broth or ramen or things like that uh coffee and sometimes hot chocolate so lots of lots of options for things and then a lot of people just bring their own food um then there's uh, electrolyte beverages, Coke, Mountain Dew, and ginger ale, water. Uh, it was Gatorade and Roctane, a goo product. And then there were some gels and some electrolyte chews. And I am not a fan of the gels, really. I will occasionally have one because it's a shot of sugar, but I think they taste like toothpaste. And they have some flavors, but for me, it's like, do I want to have a tube of sugar flavored toothpaste not especially i'd rather have real food so i had um i mean I, I go off stuff from a boss course it's it's raisins and peanuts mixed together some peanut butter cups and then i was i was grabbing potato chips at every aid station sometimes two bags um just making a smash bag so thank you emily <laughs> emily in the wild for uh showing that on an Instagram thing because that made it way easier to eat them and to carry a bag. So I just smash the bag, stick it in my vest and then eat it, you know, as I was going along. But anyway, so I was feeling better. Um, but I definitely hit the point of like, okay, where's that aid station? I'm out of Gatorade. I don't really want water. Um, the beer had maybe hit me. I'm not sure. It was a very strong IPA. And then I pretty much shotgunned it or I drank it very fast. Um, I was feeling okay. And that was my choice. But uh, yeah, it started to get dark, and I was trying to go without my headlamp as long as possible. Uh, my feet, uh, as we were coming into, I guess it was, where's that browser window? Nope, not that browser window. Come in, is that Gloriana? Soap Creek? Uh, nope, uh, Cottonwood Gulch. Cottonwood Gulch was um, looking pretty good, and I was like, okay, I'm just getting hungry. I'm, you know, there's things I'm looking for, so... That was good. My feet, uh, well, I had definitely been kicking rocks, and I'm good. I only kicked rocks with my right big toe, not anything else. Only my right big toe, so uh, it was sore. And if I ran, was running along and made trip. Oop, nope, I tripped over a rock with my right big toe. That was annoying. Um, but that was it. So yeah, going along, I definitely knew my feet as like, ooh, that feels like I'm getting a hot spot. That feels like it's probably a blister. And I just kept going. I was like, well, I don't have stuff with that I'm carrying with me. I did have a pair of dry socks with me for emergencies. I decided not to have dry shoes at any aid station. So I was like, there's not a lot I can do. It's not debilitating. I'll just keep going. So that was good. And then the big thing, uh, the big thing to come up after Cottonwood Gulch was Table Mesa Aid Station is at mile 51, 51.7, I think it was. And there's a big water crossing just before that. You hit the lowest point on the course, and then you go up the hill, and then it was a big climb after Table Mesa. And yeah, that water crossing. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. I saw it. I was chatting with a few people going along. Uh, we've been leapfrogging a bunch of people. Uh, didn't see the Wyoming guy again. Didn't see the military guys again. Um, but uh, it was getting dark by the time I got to Table Mesa. And came down. I knew we were going down. And I saw the water. I was like, okay. And they, uh, it was dark. And they had marked the course with these little like grass flag kind of things. So you know, metal flags were out there. And I could see and. I was just drawn to go not across the flags. So there was uh, two people, uh, a runner and a pacer, were ahead of me. 
And I was like, well, I don't really want to wait for them to go. I just, I just want to keep going. Like I'm feel confident I'm doing good on time. No one said I'm, you know, getting close to cutoff. Maybe I'm in line to make the, the Western States cutoff. I'm not sure. And, um, I'm just going to start going upstream. And because this had happened at one of the earlier crossings, the first one, uh, I got to the crossing and then it was, there were a number of ways you could have gone and there was a bunch of people moving slower than I wanted to move. So I just picked my own way and ended up finding a way that was very shallow, much shallower than the other way. Um, was on course because I had seen where the flags were and uh, didn't have me falling down. So that's where I went. Um, and kind of the same thing. I was like, okay, well, the things here, this is going to add, oh my gosh, another like 17 steps to my, to my total, but uh, it looked like it was shallower. So I followed the course and did that. And so I went upstream of the people that were crossing. Um, there were a couple. And uh, yeah, I was fine. It wasn't super deep. Um, and there was a big muddy area where at that point, I'll, I don't know, somewhere around 500 people had crossed already that day. So it got muddy and slick. Um, so I got around it and then I heard a splash. And the couple that were crossing, uh, the runner had gone down and was having a meltdown. And I heard about that for about, well, the next next while until I was out of earshot going up the hill. Uh, it was a lot. Don't know uh, who they were. Don't know, well, they fell in. Um, just didn't sound like it was going well. So that was motivation to skedaddle. Um, now, what, what, what did happen was it was dark. There wasn't a good spot to even sit down and kind of get reorganized there or not a great spot there. Um, so I was like, I, Hey, it's a hill. So my feet are wet. Their <laughs> shoes are saturated. Um, but we got a hill to go up to table Mesa. So I enjoyed that because I started to get warm again. And that was the one thing I was kind of, kind of had a concern about, you know, once it got dark, what clothing would I have? I had, I had switched back into a long sleeve shirt at Black Canyon City. I had put a thin, a micro fleece in my pack and carried it. Oh my God, I forgot I had the beer. I, my friend gave me a second beer so for my aid. So I had uh, I'd carried that to Black Canyon City. And I was like, I do not need this dang beer. So I carried that beer for almost 20 miles um, unnecessarily. Anyways, um, so I you know, walked on my own. I passed several people uh, getting up to Table Mesa. And then I was like, great, Table Mesa, that's cool. It's a big aid station. You can pick up a pacer. You've got, got crew. I'll get something warm to eat. I'll get my bladders filled. And I'm just going to take off my socks, clean off my feet, put them back on, and get going. And then I got to Table Mesa. And it was insane. There were people everywhere. It felt like people everywhere because, you know, for the last most of the day, the the light hours of the day, I'd been by myself, running with Lindsay, chatting with people here and there, but not a lot of people. You know, got to an aid station. Black Canyon City was a big thing, but because I didn't have crew, there was a small area for runners without crew. So I was in there, got my stuff and kept going. Table Mesa, wow. Crew were everywhere. Spectators were everywhere. People had their lawn chairs. There was music. There was kids. There was dogs. And I was like, I just want to get something warm to eat, sit down and clean clean my feet off, and then keep going. Um, and I just happened to hit it at the right time where the food had been cleaned out because there was a lot of people and pacers coming by. They were make, in the process of making more. These things happen. You know, Not a big deal. I was like, well... Where can I sit? Because I don't really want to sit on the rocky ground to take off my shoes. 
I'd like to just sit on a chair or something. And there were no available chairs. There was a lot of people who had DNF'd who were waiting to get a ride. There was a lot of people, you know, sitting down like, well, I'm just going to go to the medical tent. And there's nobody in the medical tent. So I said, hey, guys, like, no medical issue, but do you mind if I just sit down and clean my feet? No, no big deal. It's like if someone comes in, you know, I'll obviously move. I just want to sit somewhere. And I said, no, no issue. So I sat there. Uh, they had the propane lamps. It was nice to warm up a little bit. And just took off my socks, uh, did a quick knockoff of dirt and things, and then decided, you know what? I'm just going to put on clean socks. Um, took off my buff, like wiped down my feet, discovered, yep, I've got a bunch of blisters, but I don't didn't want to invest the time to have them dealt with them. That's the real reason. So I just, I was like, they're not killing me. They're not getting, they haven't gotten any worse since mile 37, mile 51. I've got about 10 left. I'll be fine. So uh, that was good. Got those, got those switched out. This dude came in with uh, an accent and uh, sat down. He's like, can you guys please take a look at my feet? And he took off his shoes and socks. And I have never seen that much sand come out of someone's socks. And I was like, holy cow. And all I heard them say was, do you have a, another pair of socks? And, and he said, no. And I don't know what happened after that. But I was like, this seems like a good time for me to go. Um, put my stuff in my pack, went back over to the aid tent. And, uh, that was great because they had, uh, there was a bunch of quesadillas there. So I got a quesadilla. I got some ramen. I had another quick cup of, or quick uh, bottle of Gatorade. And then I headed back out. I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, the ramen was very tasty. It was salty, which is what I wanted. And that was it. I didn't look at my phone. I had no crew there. I had no one I was looking for. I just kept going. And I was, my body was feeling pretty good other than my feet were getting sore. So I was like, well, let's just see. I'm like, I'm, I don't know exactly what my pace is. I'd have to look at Strava, but I was not running fast, but I was running. And to me, I was like, holy cow, I'm at mile 51 and I'm still, my body's still functioning to run. I was at mile 23 when I decided, nope, that was too painful. And I walked 40 odd miles of the 100 miler before DNFing. So I was just feeling great for that. Uh, kept going, chatted to a few people, but by this point it was dark, so there wasn't as many people doing as much chatting and whatnot. And then uh, Doe Springs was at 58 or something like that. Does it say here? No, I don't have the mileages on this sheet. Um, oh, maybe it's here. Uh, Doe Springs was 58.6, Table Mesa was 50.9, and the finish was 62.2. So I went along, I was like, I'm feeling pretty good to get to Doe Spring. Um, it was cool, so I wasn't doing a lot of drinking at that point. I was drinking my uh, Gatorade and having a bit of water, but not drinking a lot. And then I was um, releasing a lot more liquid than I felt like I had drank. That was about the only thing. Um, but made it pretty good to Doe Springs, I thought. And it was at that point that I was like, you know what? I've got, whatever, three and a half miles-ish left to go. I wonder how I'm doing on time. And... That is the first time I considered pace at all. Like I said, my goal had been to finish, to get a buckle, to not get hurt, to not catch on fire. And none of those things had happened. Uh, I did get very close to the heater in the med tent, but it didn't get me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm way, I know I'm ahead of cutoff based off of the number of people that I saw at Table Mesa. And uh, that was that. So I really wanted something warm. They didn't really have anything warm. 
I didn't really, I just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. I don't want to stop. I don't want to cool down. I'm three and a half miles from the finish. I've got this. I'm just going to keep going because I got my truck. There's an aid station at the finish line. I can get my feet looked at there. It will be fine. So uh, I, in one of those super cool coincidences, I pull out my phone and uh, the time is zero, 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 zero. There's the military clock. And I was like, that's super cool. And I was like, wait, if it's zero, 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 zero. And I have three and a half miles left. There was a mathematical chance that I can finish the finish ahead of it because I have until 1230 to finish. Um, now, I don't know if my math was bad or the miles that I thought I was, and my mind was like, you're probably doing like a nine minute mile pace. You totally got this. You're just going to have to push a little bit is more like as running about 12 mile minutes. So it anyways, pumping, it didn't happen, but that's okay. Um, I, what I'm very happy about, and I might cry is that I ran the last three and a half miles from Doe Springs into the finish line with the exception of roughly 150 feet uh, in the last eighth of a mile because i was running along uh all of a sudden there's this giant blue inflatable hoka tent hoka like you know those um punching bag type things like just or flag things with a light on it. it's like well that's really weird I must be getting close to the finish line. And then it ran a little bit and there's another one. I was like, I wonder if they spaced these every quarter mile and that I'm in the last mile. Turns out it was. So then there was a third one. I was like, wow, I am a quarter mile from the finish line. Like, this is awesome. I'm super excited. I'm going to get the buckle. Um, and I'm running along. My headlamp had started, the battery had started to give out at about doe springs and i was like you need three and a half more miles of this and then i started thinking well if the headlamp dies i can't quite see the trail right now like i've got my phone i've actually got the other phone with me so i'm like well i could have a phone in each hand and turn the turn the lights on but then i'd have to stop and take my gloves off and it just became a process i didn't want to deal with so i was on a very dim headlamp trying to make it work and i saw there was a bunch of rocks and the rocks I'd been kicking, someone asked me if I could describe what the technical parts of the trail were like. Um, the best description I can give you is imagine running on sharp golf balls. Rocks the size of golf balls that are sharp. Some of them down to peas, but golf ball to pea-sized rocks that are sharp. Um, and I was like, I'm not getting injured. So while I did want to run the last aid station in, I was like, you know what? I am going to carefully make my way around <laughs> these marbles and golf balls out here because I'm not, I'm not having anything happen within crawling distance of the finish line. And I didn't, but I got by that and ran the last, you know, 20 or 30 yards in, um, to not a lot of fanfare. There was a, they've got the race photo thing there. I saw the finish line. I ran over, um, got it, you know, no, I don't even remember looking at the camera and I was looking around to try and find the camera and for someone I knew and it's like, oh, there's no one I know here. There's a few scattered people waiting for, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, friend, daughter, grandparent, whatever it was, but that was, that was it. Um, very anticlimactic. Uh, the guy who was behind the camera walked over and said here's your finisher buckle and i was like okay that's it uh, 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 uh okay um and i yeah i kind of thing walked over and was like wow looking at my buckle um 
went over to get something warm to eat or drink and they had just run out and it was uh, one one person working by herself at the aid station. I was like, and I just heard like, hey, your vegan grilled cheese is going to be a bit. This is going to be a bit. I'm the only person. I was like, I do not need to you know, be here standing around. Ready. I'll go do something else and come back. So the medical tent was open and there was nobody in there. So I just said, hey, gentlemen, you know, like, great to see you guys out here. Um, do you mind if I just come in and get my, can you just take a look at my feet? I think I'm probably pretty good for, for everything. Um, but you know, like I know, I know they're not going to be great. So if you guys don't mind and there's no one else more serious, can you just take a look at my feet? And I was like, they're like, yeah, sure. We, there was a situation going on on the radio. So, um, you know, took, took my, got my shoes off, got my socks off. I was like, the guy's like, do you mind just lying down on the, on the, um, caught. And I, I was very happy because they had all these heaters on in there. I was nice and toasty warm. I'd, I had to walk from the finish line. It seemed like quite a ways in reality, like a hundred yards to get my drop bag that had my warm stuff in it and then come back. So I was kind of annoyed, but it's not the end of the world. I walked a little further, got some extra steps after the hundred K and, uh, just uh, lay down in the med tent. And uh, they look at them like, wow, your feet don't look too bad. You're definitely some of the better ones we've seen today. The blisters that I had felt um, had all popped. And then there was a, what I was told is a huge blood blister under my, right, the joint under your right big toe. So that was what was about the most annoying thing for me was every right toe push off and every right toe landing was ow, ow, ow. Plus the bruise on the right big toe from and the the black toenail from kicking all the rocks with only that toe those have felt pretty good so they they, they cleaned everything off um, put some tape on the blister and then that was that so i sat there for a minute getting warm asked them to take a photo of me uh went back out to get something warm and i had a very lovely um tomato soup with a burnt grilled cheese sandwich because it had anyways long story it was there you know one person trying to do a lot of things didn't happen, but like, I'm very happy just to have it. I'll eat the entire thing. If it's burnt, it doesn't bother me. So that was great. That really, that really perked me up the hot soup and sandwich and um, grilled cheese and tomato is one of the comfort foods I have from being a kid. So very happy for that. Uh, tried to get a good photo of myself at the finish line with the whole finish line in sight, holding the buckle. And I asked several different people who were standing there to take a photo and they all came out less than ideal, but I have the photo. I have the buckle. That's the most important thing. Um, and then I was figuring out how to get back to my truck because we thought the buses were running continually, but they were not. So I missed a bus by about 30 seconds and I was like, oh, one will be here shortly. No, it was quite a while until the bus came back and I knew uh, Lindsay was behind me. So I debated for a while, like, do, do I stay here and wait for, wait for her to finish? Do I go back to the truck and see her then? I didn't have an idea of when she might finish. And the way that the timing was working, um, there, was, it wasn't a, there wasn't a timing chip at the last aid station. And I had sent a text, but I, know, I knew she wasn't looking at her phone because she had her pacer with her. So I was like, well... I want to stay and see my friend, but I'm getting cold and I don't want to hang out in the med tent because there's going to be people that need the med tent. So I ended up going back to my truck. So I waited for quite a while for the bus, talked to a few people, actually saw a few people that I had done some miles with earlier on and we had finished within similar times, blah, blah, blah. 
and um, the bus came and nobody wanted to go up the stairs to get on the bus. So <laughs> I was the second, the two people I let two of them ahead of me. And then I was like, okay, if the bus is right in front of me. I'm going to just climb up this and it'll be, it wasn't terrible climbing up the bus stairs. And then I sat right behind the driver. Um, that was nice because he had the heat blasting and that was fantastic. Uh, and then when I started driving, turned it off and I was like, oh, now I'm getting cold. Um, and then the bus stopped and let us out. And I was like, oh, my truck's way over there. Or it felt like a really long way after going that far. And in reality, it's absolutely no issue to walk it. But you're like, oh, I just did this colossal thing. I'm tired and sore and hungry. And I got to walk to there. And the bathroom's over there. Ugh. Um, nobody wanted to get off. I was like, oh, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, I insist. You go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. Because nobody wanted to go down the stairs. But we did it, and that was that. So I, you know, wandered over my truck. I got the truck open, turned on, turned it on, got it running so it'd be warm. And then I took off my shoes, uh, took off my socks. Um, I was like, you know what? I, I'm sweaty and <laughs> dirty and everything else from being on my feet for 17 hours and being up for almost 24 hours at that point. But I don't care. I'm going to put on my puffy. I put on my fleece pants and I wrap myself in the uh, leopard blanket, the cougar patrol blanket. And I just uh, sat in the cab of my truck. And at that point I was like, wait, I should check and see how Lindsay's doing. And this was just, yeah. Anyway, whatever time it was, as I looked, she had just finished and long story. She, I don't remember if she got on the shuttle or she got a ride from someone from her pacer. Um, back so the next thing i knew she was in then i felt pretty bad because i was like well I, I waited until such and such time and then i got cold and i was like i have to get myself warm i want to see you finish but i'm in tiny shorts i have a puffy and i need to see it get warm so um got to see her in the parking lot real quick that was great um she drove home and i was like i'm just gonna sit here in my truck cab and take a nap because it's almost four in the morning now uh the sun it's gonna be bright before seven and i am not one who naps easily like at all like since i was three or four or five maybe and i am not one uh, who falls asleep when it's light so yeah uh, i dozed for a while the sun came up and i was like okay well i'm gonna might as well get crack and get back out there so um that's what i did is i had been invited by friends to meet them where they were so i drove back to bumblebee and uh had breakfast there talked to a few people i um, had been asked if i'd been able to volunteer at um an aid station because numbers were low and i was like of course I, I make no guarantees i will be there at any time because i did 100k but i can be there i will be in a limited capacity but i can do drinks i can do something where i won't be on my feet the entire day ends up i was on my feet the entire day by choice um what was that? so i had a nice a nice long shot and long hot shower uh got got really cleaned up that felt great um i had a coffee i had a snack and then i went to gloriana mine and uh I got there and it was pretty nonstop people. There was a lot of people in the 60K. It was way hotter on Sunday than it had been on Saturday. So there's a lot of people having stomach issues, which is a kind of fancy way of saying uh, bowel issues. I'll leave it at that. Um, 
there's a lot of people that the heat took out, whether it was dehydration, nausea, uh, just not being their day. Um, so we had a lot of DNFs there, a lot of people coming through, went through a lot of water, a lot of Gatorade, a lot of gnarly, um, lots and lots of stuff, but it was, uh, it was good. I had, I had a great time there. I saw, uh, two people that were trying, there's a, you have the option of if you do the hundred K Saturday and the hundred, the 60 K Sunday, that makes hundred miles. So there were some people trying that saw them, saw Jeremy was doing the 60 K saw him Rico from Chico went running by. So I got a great photo of him, got to high five him. Um, my friends, Tony and Nicole were doing the 60 K. So they came by, I got to see them. It was just, it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, the cutoff time for us was there. Uh, we did the takedown thing and I drove to the finish line so I could also see my friends finish, hang out there for a while. And one of the most inspiring or inspiring things I saw slash the, you know, something I really appreciated was there's a professional runner, uh, who I saw cheering people on at the finish line of the 60 K. And that was at the point where, you know, like these are going to be some of the last finishers and the DFL, the dead fucking last person, um, she was out there. So that was very, very inspiring to me just to see, hey, you know, you're out here supporting the community, cheering people on. It's something I appreciate. Um, that was awesome. And uh, that was that. Uh, it got dark. I ended up driving. I found a new camp spot. So I drove down to the Table Mesa area. I dry camped. I drove by a active gun range at, in the dark. Um, whole family's out there. I was like, wow, this is a pretty sweet place to camp. Um, camp there i had no pain no no it band issues no quad issues no and they just you know it was very sore to walk my feet were very tender i had run a lot or a good chunk of the race with wet feet or wet socks or wet shoes i am super impressed with how my ultras dried out after i crossed i am very impressed i run in wool socks i have smart wool i love them just simple the uh cheapest Cheapest wool sock they make, thinnest wool sock they make. They've been working great for me for freaking a decade. Um, that was it. So no pain, but it was annoying, you know, ow, 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 ow. And that's good. I'm uh, recording this about two weeks later. I'm feeling pretty good. I've done a couple back-to-back eight-mile days. Um, had a great day. I got invited to the gym. Um, the race was Saturday. My race was Saturday. My boy's race was Sunday. And then invited me as a guest pass to the gym on Monday for the President's Day holiday. I just spun it out on a bike for an hour. And that helped me out so much more. So it was a good race. I've got my buckle here. I've got my collection of stuff from Aravipa events of the Rolo Award from Javelina, my swingers hat, and now the Black Canyon uh, buckle and t-shirt. So feeling very happy. And, you know, it's, it's something, it was a goal for me to have something to remember the trip by. And I didn't get the hundred miler at dead man, but I got my black Canyon buckle and, uh, I can do it. And I felt good enough at the at the end of the race to keep going. And I can use that as motivation to whatever's next. So, you know, as always, if you're thinking about something, as Warren Miller said, if you don't do it this year, you'll be one year older when you do. So, uh, go out and do it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, friends. And 
yeah, there were a few things that I forgot and I did the whole recording and then posted it and then realized, oh, hey, oh my gosh, I got some messages from people. They're like, what about when that happened? So um, yeah, first thing is to share the social media. My friend, Lindsay, I completely blanked on doing that. She can be found at L-I-N-Z-Y-101, Lindsay101. Or if you're on me, you can find her through there. There's been a bunch of tags that we have photos together because we ran and had part of the experience together, have buckle photos, all that fun stuff. Also completely forgot that I met my friend Emily, Emily in the Wild, who is one of the original guests on here talking about her Yahtzee project and PCT. She is now connected with a number of brands, was part of the snowman race in Bhutan this past year. Absolutely fantastic human being out there. And uh, yeah, I forgot that we connected at the race expo. Emily can be found. Emily in dot the wild. That's another one that's out there. I'm sure there's plenty of other people. Hey, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, just some random names, Mike, Julie, Patty, Hannah, ugh, Jen, other Jen, other, other Jen, Kelly, um, Aaron, other Aaron, Judah. So many, so many awesome people that were out there. Kevin as well. Um, Thank you. Thank you, everyone. It was a great experience. So uh, without further ado, let y'all get back to your day and uh, thank you for listening. And thank you very much for joining me on today's episode, friends. It is always fun for me to record these and I do hope you get a lot out of them. As always, if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your coworkers, your hairdresser, the guy at the restaurant, uh, wherever you're going. I do my best to research these and give a lot of good information. And there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing the stories and also having that perspective shift that can come along with, with listening. As well, if you get a chance, I do encourage you. It really helps me out if you can leave a five-star review at the podcast platform you're listening to, as well as maybe even write something. So uh, yeah, if you get a chance, please do that. I prefer Apple Podcasts is how I listen to things, but I know that uh, Stitcher's out there, Spotify's out there, Google Play or Google Podcasts, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you get a chance, please do drop a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And with that, have a wonderful day, friends. We will catch you on the next episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness.